We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What a series. Two win guys here in Chicago. But Jalen, I'm going to start with you. You guys held this team to 16 points in that fourth quarter, but really through half that quarter, it was four points. Defensively, what did you see from your team tonight? I mean, they were locked in. Uh, they were just together on all cylinders, you know, helping out for each other. And uh, we, we were pushing the ball after we got shots. We were pushing it and getting easy buckets, and we were sharing it and um, just playing together. Your guy Quentin started the game dropping some big time threes. The defense has been terrific, but since he's been in this starting lineup, how would you describe the impact he's made? I mean, I'm not surprised first and foremost, but at the same time, I mean, he works really hard. Um, I mean, everything he does in the game, you, you see him do a game scene in practice. No, he's just, he's a tremendous worker and it's just paying off and it just, he's just doing what he does. Richardson with one more FYI Biggie Bagel won the Dunkin Donuts virtual relay race during the third quarter first third quarter timeout I know you wouldn't want to miss the fun in-game entertainment I wish and shout out to 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 Justin who's producing tonight I, I I love you Justin I wish Andrew Claudio was here so we could pop in and make fun of me for completely hating on these sorts of things. Biggie Bagel? Biggie Bagel? That's the fucking name they came up with? I don't know who that's more disrespectful to. Biggie Smalls or Bagels? Biggie Bagel. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you, Bernard. Robert Cross with one more. First time, long time, John. This team is going to the goddamn Eastern Conference Finals. Don't make me blow up your spot by reading what you DM'd me during the game about who the only teams in the East unequivocally better than the Knicks. I don't even have to say what they are. Everybody knows that. Um, hashtag 53 wins. Hashtag we back. Hashtag giddy up. Um, Look, here's where the conversation can be right now. You want to know where the conversation can be right now? Here's where the conversation can be right now. Can the Knicks win a playoff series? How about that? You want to have some fun? You want to dance? Let's let's dance, motherfucker. Can the Knicks win a playoff series? I I don't know that I feel comfortable saying yes because if the top five of the East holds true to form, and I think it will, I think the top five of the East, barring injury or big trades, are going to wind up being in some order 
Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Philly, and then well, those those would be the top five. Let's say the Knicks get sixth, or maybe they fall down to seventh or eighth, whatever. They get in there as the sixth or seventh or eighth seed, right? Maybe even they go freaky nuts and they get to the fifth or fourth. To sit here and say that they're going to beat one of those five teams, I don't know that I have that in me right now. And I am a lunatic when it comes to this team. I look for every reason to be optimistic. I don't know that I could do that right now. Hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong. Uh, and maybe maybe I'll change my tune. Maybe I'll change my tune. Or maybe they make a trade to make me change my tune, which I know you wouldn't like that, Robert. <laughs> Thank you. True statement. Thank you for the contribution. Can't help but think once Topping gets back, that Sims will go back to the bench considering the nine-man rotation. What combo would you rather have? Oh, I was hoping nobody would ask me this question. Heart and Sims, Heart and Toppin, or Toppin and Sims? Uh, I feel bad saying it, but it's kind of obvious. It's Toppin and Sims. Topping and or uh, sorry, yeah, Topping and Sims. Um, I like Hart. They're still not utilizing his skill set, and like I can't blame him for that because what they're doing is working. Um, but this is not the guy that they're paying that they got, you know, from LA. This is a different player. Right? He's he's doing a commendable job, given what he's asked to do. But and I and I there are things he's better at than than Jericho Sims to be clear. And look, I'll be honest. There's a part of me that would give consideration to just sticking with the way things are, because the reality is like, for as much as we lament the Knicks turning Obi Toppin into a essentially a a, a wing, a three and D wing, um, like. If he's going to be on the floor, he's going to shoot threes. That's just the reality of the situation. That's the way that their 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 backup unit is built because they play a traditional five. Um, could they do more spacing by sending Hardenstein to the corner and having Obi, you know, be the the screen setter, you know, for high pick and rolls? Yes, he's not as good of a screen setter. And like for all the talk about like that's the best usage of him, I, I still I, I still want to see him eventually without a big man on the floor, but that's not going to be on this team. I'm getting off track here. Look, I think it's a tough question. My answer is is Toppin and Sims with a very, very close honorable mention to Toppin and or excuse me, Hardenstein and Sims, because I think that that combination is working right now. But I do not want Sims to go back to the bench. I want that dude to play. He's good. 58th pick. 58th pick. Danny K. Go Knicks. Enjoy the wins. Beating one of the hated franchises back to back on their home court is the highlight of the season. This has been pretty fun. <laughs> this has been pretty fun. Yeah. I, I, for me, cause I'm, I, I came in, to my Knicks fan, I'm like, I remember 92, 93, but I became a Knicks fan in 93, 94. And the Bulls battles were really before that. I mean, obviously they they played them in 94 playoffs and beat them. And then they played them uh, the 
uh, two years later, and they lost in in five in the first round. That was the you know the seventy two win Bulls team. So like for me, the Bulls as far as rivalries are like definitely lower than the Pacers and the Heat, um, without question. And but like it is, it's still good to beat them. Like they're still an old rival. So yeah, I appreciated that. Thanks, Danny. GD Nation, I told you to give them a chance. All the I told you so's, they should put that shit in all caps, man. Yell that from the rooftops because, especially to me, because I'm supposed to be the calm one. I'm supposed to be the one that fights back in the face of overreactions. I'm supposed to be the one that, like, isn't pressured into doom and gloom when it seems like one game or two games or many games just really isn't going their way. And um, I was, I really, I just, I just really had a very bad feeling. I did. And I think not to make excuses for myself, but I had a really, 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 really bad feeling coming off the summer with how the whole Mitchell thing went down. I, I, th- I do think they lost control of it. And I think it left them shook within the franchise. I believe, I truly believe that it left them shook. And when the games started to turn in the way that the games were starting to turn. Yeah, I absolutely. I was all, <laughs> I did not have any faith. I just didn't. And so if you did, good job by you, really. And you should be proud of it because this team is good and they figured it out. Took some trials and tribulations, but they figured it out. Thanks, GD. Brad Schenker. I hope I got that right. First time, long time. What do you think it would take for this fan base to fully buy in like the We Here season? I think the youngins could make it better. Mm. It's funny because like we think of the we here season in a certain type of way because of how it ended the regular season in particular. Keep in mind that team was it's a, it's an important distinction they had the lowest over-under win total in the entire league. They were picked to finish last. Dead last. So, to start the year for like the first 15, 20 games, maybe even more than that, every win, (laughs) every win felt like a minor celebration. And then we recalibrated and then there was the Rose trade. And then there was in that middle portion of the season, there was still, there was more consternation than you may remember. I I remember it, you know, with every loss that Alfred Payton would play any minutes at all. There was a lot of like, Oh, what the, no, this is bullshit. This and that. And then the nine game winning streak happened and it solidified that team's place in the, in the hearts and minds of Nick fans everywhere for a very long time. Um, so like, 
I don't. My my point in going through that is I'm not sure it's fair to compare the two because coming into this year, like yes, there were a lot of people who were like, "What the fuck are we doing as a franchise?" Especially after the whole Mitchell thing and how that went down. But like, they still had an over under of whatever it was, 41 games. So different expectations. Now it went so bad, and the negativity was so high. And this is still so fresh. We're we're not even two weeks from what I feel like was with without question for me personally, the lowest point of this regime and the lowest point I had been at, you know, talking about this team since like, you know, since like Steve Mills was here. So it's still new, it's still fresh. So like what would it take for them to fully buy in? I, I don't know. Another like to that level or where, where that team was by the end of that year. I mean, I don't know another couple of weeks like this. I mean, it's six games, right? It's six games. And if you want to extend it to 16 games, which is from, um, from the, from the, from after the OKC game, if you want to go back that far, but like there was still some like not so great stuff in that, in the midst of that too. Give me another couple of good weeks. You know, maybe New Year's around them. If if they win the games they're supposed to win, maybe have another surprise or two, maybe beat one of these teams like a decent team. You know, maybe screw around and 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 sniff a top four seed around New Year's. Then I think you're there. Then I think you're probably there. As because as you say, they're doing it with the kids. So good question, Brad. I really appreciate that. Um, that was that made me made me think there. Stevens Guillaume, what's going on, Steven? Six wins in a row. They finally figured it out. Side note, Mitch for defensive player of the year, or at least making one of the teams this season. It's tough because only two centers make those teams. Um, now, is Gobert an automatic? Um again, my handy dandy my my I was going to make some kind of a joke. My handy dandy phone. Um, The Knicks are currently eighth in defense. The Minnesota Timberwolves and their starting center, Rudy Gobert, are 13th in defense. Um, You figure most most people are going to automatically just like default to Gobert for one of the spots. Um, Embiid. Embiid's going to be in there. um, As he should be. And Philly right now is third in defense. Embiid is obviously a monumental part of what they do defensively. So that's two guys right there. Um, Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, second in overall defense. He is probably ahead of Mitch in the running right now. Uh, Cleveland, I have a feeling Mobley may get the, because they're the best defensive team in the NBA. But Jared Allen will be heard from, but Mobley, a forward spot. Um, Anthony Davis, hopefully he would get one of the forward spots as well. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. probably gets one of the forward spots as well. So, But again, these are all forward spots. You know, do they? It's going to be tough. Bam, we haven't mentioned Bam. The Heat, seventh in defense. Um, he, he's going to have his work cut out for him to make one of those teams. Um, I think I named all the centers that are really seriously in the running. Um, but 
I don't think it's positionless, Andrew. Andrew's telling me it's it's positionless. I'm sure people in the chat are chiming in. I just feel like two centers make the team every year. And I know Bam and Embiid made the same team one year, but that's because Bam is eligible as a forward. I'm fairly certain. And I know like they've made Embiid and like Jokic eligible as forward. Like there's a lot of positional chicanery that goes on with the all NBA voting and all defense voting. Andrew, if you want to look that up, feel free. I could be wrong. I don't say this with 100% conviction, but I'm fairly certain there is some some positional requirements for all defense. You can't just name can't just name anyone. Um, Andrew says, well, then Embiid is a guard now. Um, but he's going to have his... Either, either way, honestly, even if it wasn't positionless, there's so many good defensive guards and wings in the league today. I think Mitch is going to have his work cut out for him. But, like, look, he should get votes. You know, he's been really good. Thanks, Stevens. Uh, Josh B, do we pull the nail in the coffin for put the nail in the coffin for the Bulls? Time to blow it up. The Knicks can realistically get ten in a row. Wow, is it still Fire Tibbs trade thirty? Well, I, I'll give you one guess. What my answer is on is it Fire Tibbs time? Uh, and um, no, yeah, just let's roll with this. Don't trade anybody. Don't fire anybody. Don't. I mean, again, what's the offer? What's the offer? Is someone coming in there with like a godfather make you an offer you can't refuse type of deal for Randall? If they do, then they do. And that's great for the franchise. But like, you know, I don't think they're looking for it right now. Um, do they put the, the nail in the coffin for the Bulls? Probably. Because, but like, cause, But again... What are the Bulls going to do? Are they is there is the Lakers trade waiting on the table? Are the Lakers waiting to, to to send both of those picks to Chicago? I mean, if they are, I'd do it. But that's me, because um, I don't even consider Vooch an asset. That's the thing. Like Vooch to me is, I said it with Jason on the Bulls pod that we did yesterday um, or today. I I genuinely am not sure Vooch gets the mid-level this summer. And that might sound crazy for a guy who's a multi-time all-star who was like top 10 in a bunch of advanced stats several years in a row. I just don't know if you're a team that's trying to win a championship. How does, where does, where does Nick Vucevic fit into your plans? So like essentially that trade is DeRozan for the two future firsts. And like, that's pretty good value for DeRozan. I'd do that if I was the Bulls. Thanks, Josh. Uh, Hushu, I hate this team. Let me be miserable. No, you're not getting away that easy. Sorry, Hush. Thank you for the contribution. Robert Cross, I don't want Eric Gordon, and we don't need him. Hashtag 53 wins. Hashtag we back. Um, Again, I don't think they should be doing anything right now. Just roll with this. See where it takes you. You know? Have some fun. I love this. I don't want to make any changes. I'm not looking to trade anybody, trade for anybody. We're not trying to upset you, Robert. Rowan Beckford Senior, our D is shifty, down low, gritty, and grimesy. Grimesy Onyx. Grimesy Onyx. Listen, that's... I like that. Thank you, Rowan. 
What's up, Knicks fans? With the bustling holiday season just around the corner, it's the perfect time to plan ahead with Factor, a ready-to-eat meal delivery. They shop, prep, cook, and deliver right to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan and Veggie, and more than 36 weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. My holidays are jam-packed. Luckily, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when I'm on the go. Plus, I save time with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Factor now offers 34 meals per week and more than 36 add-on options, such as smoothies, juices, snacks, and so much more to keep me going no matter what I have going on. Also, Factor is cheaper than dining out. Put the money you save towards holiday fun and you time. And thanks to Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful, chef-crafted meals guilt-free. Need a special occasion? meal? Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easy. When things get hectic during the holidays, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. Even better, Factor's no prep, no mess meals save me so much time on planning and cleanup so I can enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions when I get too busy to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, I can stay on track. This is definitely going to come in handy during the holidays. Knicks fans, Factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you energized during frantic holiday times. Don't hesitate. Head to go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 and use promo code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Want to let you in on a little secret. Just because I live in the Big Apple doesn't mean I don't love following all the different NBA storylines. Can the Warriors win another one? Who's the MVP frontrunner? What's Frank Nilakina up to? 
following these storylines and watching out-of-market games used to be a big pain because they don't always show the games I want in my area. But this season, I discovered an amazing trick that lets me watch every single NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost. It's called ExpressVPN, and here's how it works. The NBA offers NBA League Pass, which lets you stream games online. But if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch all of them. Some games are blacked out. So what do you do? Fire up ExpressVPN and use it to change your location to a different country. Sign up and use NBA League Pass and boom, no blackouts. And depending on the country, NBA League Pass could cost less than 15 bucks for a whole year. ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, and consoles like Fire TV, so you can watch all the games from any device. And even when I'm not watching hoops, I use ExpressVPN all the time for stuff like Netflix or Disney Plus to access thousands of extra shows that are only available on other countries' libraries. Enjoy all 1,230 games of the NBA season in HD with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. Don't hesitate. Use this special link today and get three months free at expressvpn.com slash filmschool. Then you can use ExpressVPN to sign up for NBA League Pass at a huge discount. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-VPN.com slash filmschool for three months free. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. He Huber then, as the driver of the Fire Tibbs bus, he's months late on things we all yelled about for months, but ultimately, I must credit him six in a row. Um, nah, it's, it's, it's almost midnight. I'm, I'm not getting on a Tibbs soapbox right now. Um, yeah. I know it looks like it was that easy, right? Just Everybody's saying, do this, put these kids in, play these kids in this way, and that's what you should be doing, and he's doing it, and it's that easy, so why didn't he do it last season, and everything else is noise and nonsense. I, You know, it's a lot that goes into being an NBA head coach, and I say that having absolutely no knowledge of what goes into being an NBA head coach, but I know it's really hard, 
And I know it's really hard because they all seem to get fired all the time. Because <laughs> job status for most of these guys and the job security is very short-lived, especially in this town. I tweeted it out this week. Go look at the, at the go look at the Knicks Knicks franchise index. Go search for coaches, and go sort them by winning percentage, and then look at the bottom. It's all guys or mostly guys from the last twenty years. It has been an impossibility to be a successful coach. And and you know and Schwinn pushed back on this when I tweeted that the other day. In fairness, it has also been an impossibility to be a competent front office. And good job by Leon Rose. I was very critical of Leon Rose and his and his regime and how they handled the summer and how they handled the season and the whole thing. They deserve all the credit too. The reason I would I would probably give a little a few more flowers to Tibbs is because as a coach you do have to deal with things that are outside of your control. And well, obviously as a front office, not everything is in your control. You do, you do, you do have your hands on the, on the steering wheel more, more so than the coach. So, um, you know, yeah, I think it's okay. We give tips some flowers. Thanks. You Huber. TK, uh, with one more on a serious note. Grimes is just chef's kiss. Couldn't agree more. Grimes is everything you could possibly want. 25th pick in the draft. What a, what a draft pick. Seriously. What a draft pick that was. Good job. Walt Perrin, whoever was responsible for that pick. Um, you take a bow, take a serious bow. Um, thanks, Hush. Busy. I thought you were done. Busy. You're back for more. I have to disagree with you. Julius Randle and RJ has to be the biggest bright spots over Jalen Brunson and Grimes. Uh, Brunson and Grimes have been good all year. Julius Randle and RJ stepping in as the difference makers on this team. Okay, last one. Um, I busy all kidding aside. I can't thank you enough. You incredibly generous. Seriously. Um, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, I, I'll never take anything for granted. <laughs> That's the thing with me. Um, and Brunson doing what he's doing. Like the fact that we have a genuine leader and a star in his own way. And you just never have to worry about him off the court, on the court. And like, same thing with Grimes to a lesser extent, but I hear what you're saying. And that's a fair point. And like, ultimately wherever this team is going to go, if it's any place good, whether they're on this team for the next 10 years or whether they're both traded in the next six months, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett have to be good. They have to be good. There's just no way around it. So yeah, that's a very fair comment by you. I appreciate that. Um, Forgotten NYC, surely late, but was Grimes starting a front office mandate? Why would no? I I mean, like I don't know. Maybe it was. Who the hell knows? Um, but. I think the reporting has been pretty clear that Tibbs Tibbs has been in the one Tibbs has been the one in Quentin Grimes corner the most. Am I, am I right about that? Or am I, am I missing something there? Um, 
Like, t- listen to Tibbs talk about crimes. Fred Katz came on my podcast two weeks ago, and I asked him, like, who's where, where does the internal positional, like, internal pecking order amongst the young players in terms of, like, the asset valuation rankings go? And Fred Katz said in no uncertain terms, well, to Tom Thibodeau, Quentin Grimes is number one far and away. So I don't know why you would say that that's a front office man. This is one of those things. I don't know if this is the purpose of your comment, but this, this this is one of those things that does annoy me a little bit where it seems like people are going out of their way to find reasons to take shots at a coach. And like, I don't know, just seems like a strange thing to do for a team that's won six in a row. Um, but to each their own. Uh, anyway, uh, next up, uh, David Crockett, what's going on? My boy, David, when I looked at the box score, I was shocked that Randall didn't have 30 points tonight. He played so much better than he just, than just his shot. Let's talk about the coach. That's a Tibbs line. You could play well without shooting. Well, Julius Randall played well without shooting well tonight and credit to him for that because, you know, one of the things that I think people get on or have gotten on and correctly. So I would argue is that the games where he, he like brings it on defense and and this and that they always tend to be those games, right? Where he comes out and he's shooting well, but when he's not shooting well, well, you may not get that same level of effort tonight. You did, you got it. And let's, let's also one other thing. Let's also not underestimate the fact that, the end of that last game with Chicago, we talked about it. I wrote about it. Not a banner moment for Julius Randle. I personally wondered after that game, and I said it on the post game, is it's why I said it. I worried about some repercussions and some after effects about how that would go down, where Randle tried to put it on his shoulders at the end and it didn't work out and whatever what's done is done. Like I worried, like how would he respond to that? And for him to respond like he did tonight, just what, what more can you want? Can't want much, much more. So great, great comment there. Thank you, David. Uh, Luke stone. What's going on, Luke? Julius couldn't hit a shot all night, but he was my favorite. This was my favorite game he played all year. I love this. I love all of the love that Julius is getting for the right reasons. And this is why we've said for a fucking year and a half, Julius, if you miss shots, we'll live with it. Just show us that you care. And you're going to get the love of real New York sports fans. And he deserves it. But now I'm back to my same problem. Who? So what? RJ doesn't get a star for this game? I guess not. No, I think Julius deserves it. Frank Sound. What's going on, Frank? Brunson is the Randall cure. Hashtag more than a player. I, I uh, not to go get too far off track, but I recorded a Patreon pod um, to, earlier today, uh, and it was a, a mailbag pod. I asked for, we asked for general question. Shout out to all of our patrons. Um, about the jet, the NBA and somebody asked a great question about how long I thought it took to establish a culture within an NBA team. Um, and my answer was, I don't think it's a matter of time. I think it's a matter of 
who, as in, do you have the right culture setter? And I gave some examples like Pat Riley going to Miami, Greg Popovich going to San Antonio, but he needed Duncan with him. Cause like, what would, what would Greg Popovich be if Duncan, if they didn't get Duncan? Like, we don't know. Like, what if they had drafted Keith Van Horn instead? What if they got the number two pick, you know, but like, you know, go up and down the list of great culture guys in the NBA in recent years. Um, you know, Dame, Steph, um, going back a little further, like, you know, Dirk, uh, I, I mentioned Timmy and there's other guys, you know, that are out there today who are really great. John Morant, John Morant's awesome culture guy. Clearly that, that team freaking loves him. Like, I'm I'm not sure it's tough to be that level of culture setter when you're not clearly like in all, all at the very least an all-star caliber guy, you know, ideally you're an all NBA caliber guy. Have we seen it before though? I, you know, if you, you could probably, I would have to really go back and look, but I think the point is, Yes, you're right. Brunson is more than a player to us. And I do think he has been instrumental in setting that culture. And Julius Randle has benefited for that. So, yeah, good good comment there, Frank. Dr. Beer, fantastic and infuriating at the same time to see Randle play this kind of defense. Why, Julius? Why? He cares. He cares. He's bought in. He is an emotionally volatile player that right now is going good. And the organization has to ask themselves, will it continue? And how confident are they that it will continue? But I get it. It's frustrating. Absolutely frustrating. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Beer. Delsky, what's going on, Delsky? May the big man upstairs and my fellow Knicks, please forgive me for what I'm about to say, but I don't need Obi to come back anytime soon. I need this hot streak to continue. Hashtag giddy up. I said it was the elephant in the room. It's just, again, small elephant right now. And I don't want to, I don't, I really don't want this to turn into like they're winning games because Obi Toppin isn't in there. Cause that's not, I really don't believe that's the case, but like it is tough to ignore the level of defense that they're playing. It really is. But if you but but again, you could go back further. Like since the OKC disaster in Madison Square Garden over a month ago, a span of sixteen games, the Knicks are fifth in defense from that point. Obi Toppin is was in the rotation for 75% of those games. Fifth in defense over that time. And a hair behind the Sixers for fourth in that time. And not even that far behind the Pelicans for third in that time. So, like, we've seen this team be very good with Obi on the floor defensively. And offensively, I think we all know that that dude is capable of a lot. Again, it's about unlocking him and using him the right way and all of those things and figuring out ways to make his skill set fit in with what they're doing well. And I don't think that that's an impossibility. I just think it's going to take some creativity, which has not always been a strong suit of this coaching staff, in fairness. 
Appreciate the comment, Delsky, and the contribution. Thank you. Uh, Hush Zoo with one more. It's trade 30 still, but I really like Grimes starting as the two. RJ has been doing his thing. I don't really see what sort of trade they do to help this team. I mean, I think they're in the same similar. Well, no, they're in a better position than they were two years ago because two years ago we were like, well, can they trade for one star? Can Randall be the second star? You know, what is RJ and like all those things. Now, I think everybody feels confident that like, okay, Brunson's a Brunson's a dude. Brunson's a guy. You know, whether he's your two or you're like two B or you're like three A, like he's one of your guys. So and Grimes, right? And this defense first identity. Do you have to trade? Do you have to upgrade Randall or Barrett? Or do you have to upgrade Randall and Barrett? It, does it matter how much you upgrade one or the other? You know, maybe it's only one upgrade. You know, I, I but I think at this point, is there a margin move around the edges that can improve this team? Yeah, I really do believe that. And I think it like, again, nobody wants to hear the, the Eric Gordon stuff or where, whatever other names are going to be rumored between now and the trade deadline. But like, there is a margin move that this team could probably make to upgrade. Might it involve one of like quickly or OB going out in a trade might, you know, um, but could they get better? Sure. Is it worth it? And this is what I was going back and forth with Robert about earlier today. I said this on the intro to today's podcast and I'll say it again. I don't think it's worth it. I think you ride with these kids, ride with these kids for until the wheels, fall off if all your if it, it when we're talking about margin moves i don't think a margin move is worth upsetting what you have going on and with these young players getting the the minutes they're getting and having the responsibility that they have and playing as well as they have fitting within the scheme as well as they are i don't believe that there's a margin move out there that would be worth upsetting that apple cart for that's me the front office may feel differently so then you're left with what do they do to help this team? Something big, you know, and I don't know if that trade's going to be available. I don't think that trade is going to be available before the deadline. So my hope is that this is the team we're going to get for the rest of this year. I really do believe I, I really hope this is the team we get for us this year. Thanks, Hush. Matt down under so incredibly happy and humbled. We have Brunson and Grimes on our team. Yes, that is nice. Incredible players. What are the odds we make the play in versus the top six? Um, I have so much respect for Miami. I have so much respect for Miami. If you, if you're asking me 50, 50, you're, is it a f- better than 50-50 shot that they're seventh or higher? I would say yes, better than 50, 50, 50 better than 50-50. Andrew's texting me, let it go. You should have texted, Andrew, if you were more creative, you would have texted me uh, like a Elsa gif of her singing, let it go. I will never let, I have too much respect for Pat Riley. That's what it comes, I have too much respect for Pat Riley and I have too much respect for Jimmy Butler. Those two guys. I don't, give a, I don't give a goddamn about anybody else on the Heat. It's those two guys. 
Um, so I can't say better than 50, 50 top six. So I'll, but I, so I would guess I would favor playing. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll feel differently in a few weeks. Kevin Danishevsky, you beat Jeremy. Oh, I did. Oh yes. <laughs> that had not even occurred to me. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, uh, two in a row. That's a winning streak. Jalen. Thank you, Kevin. Jalen Brunson is the best free agent signing since Allen Houston. Absolutely. I think he's the best free agent signing in, in team history. I don't say that lightly because Allen Houston was awesome, but I think Jalen Brunson's for what he's done and for where they were and the whole thing. I think he's, I think he's best in team history. Counting stats may not be there, but you can't tell the story of this game without D Rose equals a a story of the game without D Rose, which means he's a hall of famer. I'm siding. Yes. For Derek Rose hall of famer. But I want to, I want to do a little bit more research to back it up. That's where I'm at right now. And I think I'm, I think that's where I'm going to come out. That's where I'm inclined to come out right now, but I want to, I want to look into a little bit more. Thanks, Kev. Uh, 